Welcome back to the Sparks Wagonian podcast. I'm Phil Rose. I'm the host of the show. Today I want to bring you a special episode where I want to talk about some of the things that are close to my heart. I'm sitting in my garden today recording this as the sun's out, it's hot, as the week's going to be warmer again. We're just coming into the summertime in the UK. In fact, tomorrow is June 21st, the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. The sun rises at 4.44 tomorrow morning and sets sometime after 9.27. It's the longest day, the point where the sun is above the Tropic of Cancer in this, uh, this Northern Hemisphere. So, why am I saying that? Well, the point is, it's a beautiful warm day. Now, I love warm days. I'm sitting here in a t-shirt, enjoying it, sunglasses on and there's blue sky and fields behind me. But the point is, we all know that the world's getting warmer. We all know we're looking at how to keep climate change and manage the global temperature increase to less than 1.5 degrees. But we also know that climate change is a problem. We know that some of the things that we as humans have done over the last two to three hundred years have caused this problem. And in fact, the last 50 years have increased the rate of climate change more than ever. We've seen the data, we've seen the statistics, we've heard some people rule against it, we've heard some people say it's complete baloney. But actually, you only have to look at the data to say what is happening is happening. So why am I saying this? Because you know that already. The point is, because all of us sometimes hear the same message over and over again and actually fail to do something with it. We hear it and we're deaf because we're doing something else. We're busy or we don't think we can actually contribute or we actually don't think we are contributing to that. My point is we're all contributing to climate change by the way we're living our lives. Now I'm not going to sit here as a climate change evangelist but I am and I am for one reason only because I believe we all have a duty to do things to change the way the world works. We're all business owners whether you're running your own business part of someone else's business we're all business owners at heart we only have the ability to grasp it yet some people just think they're part of the system they can't make any change well my point is we all can do something it just takes one person to step up and say i can do something different and i think that's the way the businesses work for me is how do we create that message where we all can say look let's do something different from this point of view so I wanted in this podcast just to share for the next 15 minutes or so some of the thoughts I've got around the things that we can be doing to help our businesses and our lives influence the future. I've got a 19 year old and a 16 year old and I look at the way they live their lives today. They're much more aware of what's going on in the environment than we were. I'm 51, 52 this year and I think about some of the things that we've learned over the last 40 years since I was studying geography and my uh, political and um, human geography looking at how things have accelerated over those years. And the point is, we know that population has grown. When I was doing my geography back in 1986, we talked about a world population of just 6 billion. In the UK, there were just 60 million people. There's now 86 million and close to 8 billion people in the world. So things have accelerated. It's only going to get quicker. Now, what are we going to do about it? There's many things we can do. And as business owners, that's where we come in. So two weeks ago, Kerry and I from Ignium Consulting ran our first sustainability growth conference. I say conference, it was more of a discussion where we talked about some of the key things that really mattered to us. We had three extremely important guests. John Rosling from Contexas shared his view on how to activate purpose, make it come alive in your business. How do you actually start measuring it? We hear people talking about purpose too often, but actually only in a word sense and doc not documenting it, or not just doing it in the business. We also heard from Robert Barnard-Weston. Robert's 
claims to be the grandfather of sustainability. I say claims because actually it's one of those things he openly shares. Actually, he's been around doing it for a lot longer than many of us. <clears throat> He sat up doing what he does now when he realised when his young children were being born that he had to make a difference. He'd been contributing to the problem in the past and he needed to make a difference. And as a one-man band, he set out to do that. He created the first farmer's market in Bath in the UK. He created the first eco-hotel in Bath. The farmer's market has now gone on across the UK and worldwide to cover more things. So it just takes one man to step up and do something. We also heard from Lee Chadwick. Lee's a very good friend of mine. I worked with Lee since about 2015 when he was at his first business, Eco2 Solar. He now set up in 2021 his business, FutureLeg, to look at how he changes the impact that we have on the environment. He's looking at how to contribute to reducing the carbon emissions in the UK by 2050 to zero. His business is all about soling, installing solar panels and air source heat pumps and electric vehicle charge points. And some people argue against those, saying that's not the right way to go. But I think the key is it's about how do we make a change? Because we know that if you're using electricity to generate your power, we can produce cleaner electricity than we're doing today. And that's one of the key things here. How do we produce clean electricity? So hearing from those three people, Robert, John and Lee, we heard a great story about really you know, how can we all contribute to this. The subject of the, the conference actually was scaling with purpose sustainably and it's just about how do you achieve your ESG agenda. Now ESG, what's that? A lot of people don't know what it means. Unless you're in the investing world you may not have heard of it but my view is actually we all need to be aware of it. In the same way we need to be aware of the 17 UN sustainability goals. The ESG agenda is imperative for us all to follow. So what is ESG? I used to get confused and say it was environmental sustainability and governance and I realised actually sustainability is really key in that but actually it's about societal issues that the S stands for. So how can we manage our environmental impact, manage the societal issues and how we deal with issues of poverty and uh, gender equality and education? How do we de develop governance issues to make sure we're doing the right thing, the right thing that means it makes a difference? So those three things, environmental, societal and governance, really drive at the heart of ESG. And ways it came out of the centre of the world of investing, where investment companies would look at businesses based on their ESG rating. What we're looking at now is how do we help businesses use ESG just as a way of improving their own business standing? How do we help them do better with what they're doing so they can make a bigger impact? So I look at it now and I think about our conference last week. We talked about sustainability. And sustainability has a number of different meanings in my language. I talk about sustainability in terms of managing things for the future, managing the climate change issue, becoming more sustainable. But I also think as well, when I talk about scaling businesses, I want the businesses to be sustainable because if they're not sustainable, they can't have the impact that we want them to have on the world. And that's a big issue. So I look at sustainability from the point of view of better for the planet, better for the business, better for the human race, because we're all in this together. So build something sustainable, make it sure it can carry on. Jim Collins used to talk about the flywheel. And as an engineer, I love that process because the flywheel builds momentum. Once you get it moving, you can keep it moving easily, but you've got to keep sustaining that momentum. And I believe in business, that's the key thing. How do we generate sustainable businesses that can solve the problems that we have created as humans? So that's all about sustainability, and that's the environment. And I think when you look around the environment now, I listened to a very good TED talk by Yovel Noah Harari, and I'll reference it in the show notes. But his view is actually it will only take 2% of global GDP to tackle the climate change crisis. Now you might say global 
climate change crisis, only 2%, that seems a big number. And yes, it is a big number. But when you think about it, all governments in this world have the potential to reinvest money into other areas. During the, uh, the 2008 recession, the US government and the UK government put a lot of money into sustaining the businesses that they need to keep afloat, in excess of 2% of their GDP. Post Second World War, the US put 36% of the GDP into to making sure the world came out of that war in the right way. So we have the ability when it's imperative to do so. And my view is as businesses, we can make sure we're doing our investment, we're doing our bit to, to lobby, to make sure we're putting our message out there. Then actually, that 2% is sustainable. When we talk about you know, influencing governments, actually that's the key as well. Because as business owners, as John Rosling said on the podcast many months ago, we have a duty, we're an imperative to make sure our voice is heard because we're the ones who can make the changes. We can't just rely on governments to do things. We need to do that ourselves. So whether you're running a business that's helping with the, the, the climate change from battery technology or solar technology or reducing carbon emission, emissions in other ways or reducing water usage, we have a usage of, our, of, of a way of doing those things that really helps us. So look at how you can get investment in it. Because my belief, if you can build a business that's environmentally friendly in that respect, you can build a better investment case and you can build more sustainable business in your business. And this all links back to this word purpose. You know I bang the drum about purpose a lot. And for me, purpose is about finding something that really means something to you. It's about making sure your purpose is aligned. And of course, we know that we're going to attract people into our own businesses when we're aligned with the business purpose. So if your business is all environmentally purpose-based, actually you're going to attract people who are really keen to make a difference in the world from an environmental point of view. And you're going to get their hearts and minds into your business as well. So think about that. What is it you do right now to minimise your impact on the environment? Or, and, as you say, actually how do we use what we're doing today to minimise our impact? How do we build products? How do we build services that really drive at the heart of the environmental issues we're facing? Because it's up to us to make the difference. And let's, let's think, think into societal issues. Because the S of ESG is very much around the societal issues building sustainably as I said earlier but actually how do we tackle some of those issues how do we tackle the levels of education to help people can step out of poverty because my belief if we come back to the UN sustainability goals if you can build education for everybody you can help people realize what they need to be doing to make a difference in the world and that influences the whole of the society as well so look at education is one of the key things for me when I was part of B1G1 a few years ago I talked about build it, buying bricks for buildings those buildings for education purposes so buying bricks for schools so you can build it in a different way so you can educate people as well and to me that's a really important piece as well because actually access to education is key we also talk about society in many other ways so think about what your business can do how are you impacting how are you doing the right thing that matters to people because it's only when we do the right thing that we know we can make a difference. Now, what is the right thing? Hey, each one of us can have a different view on things. Everyone's view on the right thing might be different. But I think at heart, we all do know. It's doing what's right by us. If we look at our moral compass, our guiding star, we know the right thing to do. We know how to tackle some society's issues. And we know that by doing that, we can help build a better planet where people work together in harmony to deliver more for society and help us all in the long run. And that obviously comes back into this word of governance as well. How do we make sure our businesses are, are managed properly, are doing the right thing um, for a point of view of our business purpose? If we look at the code of ethics around us as well, how does your business really abide to that code of ethics? How do you say that you are really doing the right thing? And that's where I think ESG comes around, because a lot of businesses, they're just the terms that people need to know about, but it actually really has 
a meaning that once we get to know it, actually makes a big difference. So ESG, I think, is the core to this. It's not just for investment principles, it's more about doing the right thing, environmentally, societally, and in governance, governance forms. But let me come back to this point as well, because I always talk about purpose. I come back to our Scaling with Purpose Sustainably event that Kerry and I ran. One of the key things, the messages that came out of that is, we need to build a movement. So the people that were that, at that first event all said they'd like to be back again to do more, to learn more, and actually to contribute more. Because it's only when you start contributing and really making a difference that you can actually be part of a movement. But it takes one man. Robert Barnard Weston is starting up that. He's proved it with his farmer's market. He proved it with other sustainable enterprises he's worked with. But actually, the key is it takes one man to step up and let's be different. One man to be the change they want to see in the world, as Gandhi once said. So what is it you can do to make a difference to the world you're in? How can you influence your business? If you're the business leader, which I know a lot of listeners of this podcast are, what is it you need to do to change the way you look at the world? Because actually, unless you make a difference, the people in your business are not going to make a difference either. Now, you may say that's okay, but my view is actually we all need to do things together. And guess what? When we start to buy into that, we get more engaged workforces. So on the conference when we talked about this, John Rosling shared some of the messages from some of the bigger companies and smaller companies he's worked with. And we know that those people who are more in line to your purpose are more likely to work with their hearts and minds rather than just for your money. They're the ones who bring more to the world. They're less likely to leave your business. And if they're less likely to leave your business, they're more likely to stay and give their all because they're really committed to what you're doing. And this is what I believe is one of the key key things because we can reduce our own costs in our business by committing to those right people. Getting the right people on makes our business a better place to work in the first place. And if it's a better place to work with, we can deliver more to our customers, we can pay our employees more, we can work better with our customers. And actually it's a virtuous circle where things really come back to help us deliver more for society long term. So how can you then deliver more of your own surplus to help the world as well? Because actually, whether your business is doing good for society and good for environment or not, you can also contribute some of your profit margins to society. So what percentage should you be giving away or could you be giving away right now? Some businesses have signed up to be a B Corp straight away to look at where they're influencing the world. But even if your business is not in the environment game, it's not producing batteries or new technologies, you can still contribute some of your surplus to generating good causes. So what is it you need to put aside? Because then guess what? Your employees will benefit from it, your customers will benefit from it, and overall you're gonna benefit from it. So my key message is look at your surplus and work out what is it you can put to it. We often see that on sides of our consumer products that we buy about how much is being put into those other causes. And some of us might poo-poo the idea, but my view is that's the way to make it work. Contribute and you know you're gonna get the long-term results, which you can use to do other things with. It comes back to my message here about uh, being really clear about what you want for the future. Because actually by doing things in, in an altruistic way, you're going to get more when you give more. That's the key to this. So think about those things. I've talked about a few different things here. And I think the, the key message just to round up here is thinking about what is it you can do from an environmental point of view? How can you manage your business from a societal point of view? How can you get good governance brought into your business? If you do that, you're going to get a better engaged workforce. You're going to get people who are able to work with you. You're going to contribute more to society. You're going to do more of the environment. You can make more profits long term. And those profits can be used for good. It's not, make it, not about making profits for profit's sake. It's about making profit that can be reinvested to change the way we work in the world, to put it into good causes, to use the money we have to influence society, to make change. It only takes 2% of GDP, and it's got to start somewhere. 
And if nothing else, I hope this podcast has had that message that we all need to be contributing because every 2% starts building up. So what 2% can you start putting into good causes right now? Because this climate change, as I sit here on this warm June 20th day, actually is a real thing. We know it's getting hotter. We know it's getting warmer all over the world. We need to make our difference. And it starts with us individually. So I look at you now and say, what is it you can do? As you listen to this podcast, what is it you can do right now to make a difference? Go out, think about it, build it into your strategy, build it into your long-term vision and plan for it. Because it's only when we plan for these things that we can make them come to fruition. A lot of people talk a good game, like New Year's resolutions, but they never get around to making it. Now I believe because you're listening to this podcast, you're one of the many hundreds of listeners who do, you're willing to make a difference and step up. If that's not you, maybe you need to find another podcast, but my belief is you're out there already. So think about what you can do that will influence society through your business actions, through the way you work, to make a difference. I feel like I'm on my soapbox here, and I am. We all have to make a difference. It's within our gift to do so. We're business owners. We want to make a difference. Go out and do it. And as Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world, because then it will come to fruition. If you need to know more or want to talk to me, it's phil at igniumconsult.com. Check us out on the website. Go and check out our Spark Tank. Sparks by Ignium is the podcast. The Spark Tank is on the Ignium website. I'm not here to promote that specifically, but I want to make a change. So whatever you do, contact me about your thoughts and comments. Go out and do things differently. Refer other guests to us who you think could actually be part of this movement as well. Because purpose starts at the core. We're at the core. We're at the heart. As a 51-year-old, I have a mission to make sure I can make a change and bring purpose to life. Because when I make bring purpose to life, I can change the world, and you can too. Enjoy the show. Let me know what you think. It's Phil at igniumconsult.com. So that concludes this episode of Sparks. Thanks for listening. We're always looking for ideas on how to drive this podcast forward. So if you've got comments, please leave them via a review of our show, along with your rating. Or send us an email to sparks at igniumconsult.com.